welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Catherine Ingram. The following is the opening talk and a dialogue from a longer session of Dharma Dialogues called Where is Home? It was recorded in Los Angeles in 2005. There are many um, aspects that the news of this last week would bring up in one's heart many, many different powerful aspects. But the one that I would like to speak about tonight is that of uncertainty. And with that, the question of where is a feeling of home? Right? Because we can see whatever your ideas of home might be, it could change very quickly. Not just because a hurricane comes and a flood comes, but all kinds of other reasons. The particular walls that you live within, these can change. This can all change. very fast. If you are deeply attached to your walls and the stuff inside your house or your apartment, you're very, very vulnerable. You know, some of these stories, I mean, of course, many, many people had no ability to escape. And, of course, as we saw, so many of them ended up in the Superdome and the convention center and everywhere. Uh, But some people didn't want their place to be looted and stayed in their houses and ended up drowned. It was a confusion of priorities. They forfeited their lives so that they could try to protect their stuff. Because they were so strongly, I would imagine, identified with my home, my house, my things. Where is home, really? Where is home? Here tonight, we will each tap into home. We will feel at home in the only home you really have that you can count on. And when you feel at home there, then you feel at home everywhere. You would feel at home When you feel at home there, you would feel at home in any situation. There's a wonderful um, Japanese sort of a poem. I don't remember all all of the lines of it, but the title of it is, I have no home, 
I make the sky my home. What if the sky was your home? What if you could even imagine a kind of internal sky that is your actual home, where you feel at home? And then you live with uncertainty about the changing nature of the phenomena. Your job may change, someone leaves you, you break up, the house goes, uh, you know, any number of things less dramatic than having the thing washed down and underwater. And it's not to say that it's not okay, of course, to live in a place, maybe for the rest of your life, but really have an understanding that it's just borrowed. And you take care of it nicely, as an honoring, of course, just as when we come here, we come here, you know, an hour or more early to make the space as beautiful as we can, to inhabit it in this way together. But we're just borrowing this place for a few hours. We know that. It's the same. Same with your home, even if you own it. With your house, all your stuff. Don't lay your treasures up there. Your treasures are very clear. Your priorities are really obvious. Feel at home as you. In your great inner sky that you know so well Feel at home there. And you will feel very easy about the changing nature of circumstances and If something happens to linger around a long time and you get to enjoy it for a long time, ah, so, lovely, nice. But don't be confused at any point. Don't be confused about where your real sanctuary is. And when you know that, as I say, you will feel at ease and you will project ease to others. You will become like a large shade tree. And you'll remind others of where home is. You won't have to say anything.
Okay. <laughs> so that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> okay, if anyone has questions, please feel free. And especially the new people. Yes. Hi again. Hi again. Nice to see you. Thanks. Um, I have a question about, um, you know, I'm also very involved with a shamanic community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of that path, I mean, part of it is, uh, you know, connecting with guides, even gods and, you know, deities. And it really um, sometimes confuses me because of there's the oneness, you know, and part of me is like, well, that's just kind of an illusion. Am I feeding the illusion by connecting with something that I perceive as other? Um, but at the same time, there's, when I connect with them, there's the connection of oneness with them. And, you know, them, it's them being like the guides or the gods, you know, mm-hmm. you know, grandfather fire or whatever, you know, um, and it, it's like, well, they're not me, but they are. And I don't know, my mind kind of gets wrapped up around it, but I just wondered if you had any uh, guidance on that. Well, I always go for utter simplicity. Um, I'm, I'll tell you, uh, many people have certainly heard this, but at one of our retreats many years ago at a place called Yahats in Oregon, very sleepy little coast, coastal place, the town sort of motto and on what was on their t-shirts was yahats the longer i stay here the dumber i get <laughs> so we adopted it for our retreat as well <laughs> so i try to keep things really simple you know so simple they become wordless in one's heart so that you're going directly into a feeling of connectedness. You, then the words even oneness falls away, guides fall away, gods fall away, grandfather fire falls away. And what you are left with is direct perception. I sometimes paraphrase Shakespeare by saying, a rose by no name at all would smell as sweet. You know, dogs aren't naming things. They're smelling quite well. (laughs) Doesn't require naming. When you really tap into this deep water of your own home, of being, these kinds of conceptual ruminations become redundant. You don't need them. And then you just, you sort of wait for it. You don't even wait. Insight kind of pops in now and again, you know, on its own. And you don't even, you know, you don't care how much it does, how little it does. You're not trying to codify anything, figure it out. And sometimes it may even if you were to write it all down, the insight might be seemingly contradictory to other things you've understood. 
But in the actual understanding, there's no contradiction. There's oneness, and sometimes there's otherness, right? There are the plays of polarity in existence, and yet you know that it's all fused with the same essence. You know this because you are that, right? You're not made of some other stuff, alien stuff from another universe. You're made entirely of the same elements, you know, as we and as everything that we know, everything we know. And so you start to, when you're quiet and when you're at ease, and when you're not telling any other story about how the universe works, then you start to really just feel this, and you float around, and you're more and more attuned to that. You're attuned to that, uh, that fundamental source level. And then you see, the, you see its play in diversity. So then fire, for instance, is a very dramatic display of elements and of, uh, of, an, uh, of infused with the primordial energy, as is water, as is all of the great elements. And you, you appreciate it more... Um, as a display, as its own characteristic display. And you, in a way, you stop philosophizing about it all. You know? You see, all of the, uh, the things you asked about all are in the category of questions from a seeker, isn't it? And and that's, believe me, I, you know, I was, I was, I was there <laughs> for a long, long time, you know, just obsessed with cosmological questions. How does it all work? You know, how does it work? It right. How does one system, does it relate to the other system? And, you know, where are the overlaps? Where are the disagreements? And I used to entertain my mind and... My friends were also all seekers and all the years, you know, since I was about 17. Um, just endlessly going over every little arcane thing we could find, you know, and diligently practicing meditation. And, and you know, from this vantage point, I realized something kind of curious, which is that I love, I love the conversation with people who at least had the seeking urge, but then who, for whom it fell away. <laughs> you understand that? Yeah. I that at least, at least they had the curiosity to seek. Yeah. And what you, what, if you seek hard enough, you're going to land up in the mystery. Mm -hmm. You won't find anything. Yeah. <laughs> you'll find that you just can't know. And you'll end up right where you started, but you've gone on an incredible journey. And for myself, I find that, that conversation very interesting. Mm. You know? Yeah. 
the futility of seeking, but at least having tried. <laughs> Whereas, you know, how we feel sometimes when we meet someone who's never had the slightest curiosity. They've never once asked the question, well, what's all this about? Hmm. You know, here we are for this brief period on earth and is it going to just be about getting the stuff and protecting the stuff and getting more of the stuff you know is it going to just that's going to be what our life is about or is it you know one naturally for many people ask the grander questions but then you know you can diligently ask those questions and look for you know seek the ox as they say in the zen ox herding pictures um, but you kind of end up where you started. Not quite. You, you end up having gone on the journey, but back at the same point. Thank you. This has been In the Deep with Catherine Ingram. If you'd like to find out more about my work or make a tax-deductible donation in support of these podcasts, please visit katherineingram.com and you can follow me on Twitter at Kath Ingram C-A-T-H-I-N-G-R-A-M for notice of additional podcasts and other musings. Till next time. Mm-hmm.